The Mighty 790 and 1047 KFGO. Good morning. It is Tuesday today. It is the 21st. It's Fat Tuesday. Oh. That might have something to do with what we're about to do. 742 at KFGO. Yes, Fit Fuel Foods. Yes, indeed. Nicole Lynn from Fit Fuel Foods joins us each and every Tuesday at this time. And, uh, you know, there's a, there's a lot of myths that are out there. And, and Dan Michaels is the originator of the seafood diet. I think we all know how that, that began. That's you see food and you eat it. Right. It's, it's a right. great diet. So it, there are some It's like a diets. real powerhouse Mediterranean version. <laughs> kind of like that. But he's got the Norwegian, yeah, it's a Mediterranean, Norwegian Mediterranean version. A little different twist. You don't throw anything back. No. One of the things, and you've done such a great job as a nurse practitioner in helping us understand, is like I remember, uh, you know, blowing up the food pyramid. Right. There's so many myths that are out there that maybe 30 years ago, you know, some of the experts, well, this is, you know, founded on what some of the research, some of what we don't, right. but, but we learn and we, we get better. What are some of the myths that really need to be cut off at the knees, Nicole? Sure. Um, well, one in particular for me that really just drives me crazy is that fat, in particular, saturated fat is bad or evil. So saturated fat is going to be from the foods like eggs and red meat and butter, um, you know, the fat that's rendered off of bacon when you cook oh. bacon and that kind of stuff. The good old lard. Remember when your grandma used to scoop that stuff up oh, and put it in the can? Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, well, hey, guess what? That's the stuff that we should probably be cooking with. And we need to be staying away from, so the fats that are bad are the what are termed the PUFAs, the polyunsaturated fats. And those are made from vegetable oils, the seed oils. Um, they're highly hydrogenated. Um, in other words, they're, they're made from ingredients that don't naturally render oil. And so then they have to go through this hydrogenation process. And those types of fats are highly inflammatory and are problematic when it comes to our heart health, where saturated fat from animal proteins and animal sources is actually the preferred fuel source of our body. And beauty about uh, about saturated fats is they don't cause an insulin response. And if we always think about where Nicole goes with right. insulin yep. and elevation in insulin being probably one of the biggest problems, saturated fat does not cause an insulin response. And so the foods that we've been avoiding, eggs and red meat and um, butter, those are the things that we should be eating. Avocados, olive oil, avocado oil. Those are the foods that we should be eating um, because those are the good things. But Foods without the hydrogenated oils and the seed oils, those are the things that we should be avoiding. And those are largely found a lot of times in highly processed foods and junky packaged foods. So uh, this is one of those myths that Nicole is blowing up today, that there are all sorts of wonderful, good fats for you. And there are really bad fats for you. There are some people out there who believe that all fats are bad for you. And that is just not true. And lately, your... uh, position has brought out some controversy in others who are more traditional with that old food pyramid. With that old school to the food pyramid. Absolutely. You know, um, and remember the food pyramid was uh, made by the Department of Ag, the USDA back in the 70s um, because they were looking to improve the nutrition. There was a problem with hunger in the United States at the time. And so they were looking to improve 
the 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 hunger situation. Well, what does the United States make the most of? Grains, mm-hmm. fruits and vegetables. Um, fruits and vegetables uh, are where we should be getting more of our carbohydrates. But we also have to then bring it around again to well. What is your insulin sensitivity situation? And and that was something that wasn't really thought of at the time. I would say, you know, in my career here and being an obesity medicine specialist, that that probably has been more and more prominent within the last 15 years. The thought of insulin resistance and insulin sensitivity, it was known, but it hasn't been as much discussed as it is currently with uh, today's current nutrition status. And so, um, that is probably another one of those myths that all fruits and vegetables are are free, if you will. Yeah. There's a popular diet program out there that says that all fruits and vegetables are free. You can eat as much of those as you would like. However, in somebody who is insulin resistant, type 2 diabetics, pre-diabetics, they don't handle fruits and vegetables as well as somebody who is in a more um, improved metabolic state of things. And so um, they can have just as a significant of an insulin response with some fruit compared to somebody who is um, like a candy bar, essentially. That's like astounding. That's amazing. Bar. And that would be somebody who's a type 2 diabetic or a full-fledged type 1 diabetic? Um, type 1s are going to respond. Uh, type 2s, pre-diabetics, people who aren't even diabetic. We have to remember that I think the current statistic, uh, about 60% of most diabetics are undiagnosed. They don't even That's know scary. that they have it. And so they start having symptoms and we're wondering what's wrong. Right. And they don't they don't know that what's going on. So today I actually have on my arm, you can't see it, but I have a continuous glucose monitor. I've been wearing a continuous glucose monitor for the sake of science for the last week because I'm curious about what happens to my blood sugar when I eat certain foods. So you're keeping a log of when and what you're eating. Yep. And it ties into your yep. details when that comes back. Yep, okay. absolutely. And it's been really, really interesting to see what happens when you eat a carbohydrate by itself without any fat or protein or certain kinds of different carbohydrates. Things that I thought that would send me skyrocketing in my blood sugar really not making much of a dent. But um, the obvious, obviously, the candy. We've, uh, myself, my nurse, and another nurse practitioner at the clinic that I work with, the the three of us are wearing them. And granted, the three of us are going to be in a more more insulin-sensitive state. We're going to respond to this much differently compared to somebody who's not insulin-sensitive. However, the three of us have really found some well, that was crazy. Who knew that a potato is going to do that to you or um, um, fruits we've found, uh, but candy. I, I would say all three of us have found candy just spikes that blood huh. sugar tremendously, which we all kind of figured it would, but it's an eye-opening to see how high your blood glucose uh, jumps up and how long it can take are for you, it to come down. Mm-hmm. Are you going to do a report on this when, when you're completed? I would like to. We're going to, we're hoping to uh, do some video. Um, oh, sure. Yeah, do some videos and that kind of thing and post them on Facebook and and that kind of thing and, and taking some of those common types of foods that we eat um, and give that, that um 
that example of what happens when you don't eat protein and fat with food compared to what you do. And Mm. that has been one thing that we definitely have proved with our sensors over the last week is that when you pair carbs with fats and proteins, your blood sugar stays in a much more stable state of things. That is absolutely fascinating. Uh, Nicole Lynn, Fit Fuel Foods, she joins us every week at this time. So uh, you said before we got started today that you've been cooking. What's in the kitchen? What's going on? It is cook week. So new food coming to the freezer tomorrow. Um, We've got chicken cordon bleu casserole coming back. We've got uh, the bacon cheeseburger tater tot hot dish coming back. Italian sausage macaroni and cheese made with the low-carb pasta. We've got honey garlic chicken with green beans and cauliflower rice and two new soups, cheeseburger soup and uh, creamy Tuscan chicken soup. So lots of fun things. So how do we get a hold of you? Where do we find you? You can find Fit Fuel Foods inside of Wellness District at 435 32nd Avenue East in West Fargo. I'm online on fitfuelfoods.com or look us up on Facebook and Instagram. And you have a question here or a comment. It's a question. It's both. I love to cook with olive oil. Is that good? Yes. Cook with the olive oil. It's good what stuff. What should you not cook with? For like canola non- oil, canola? Uh, corn oil, vegetable oils. Those are the ones that we should be staying away from. So just think olive oil. Yeah, olive oil. There you go. Just think olive oil. All right. Uh, Nicole Lynn, Fitfield Foods. Nicole, thank you so very much. Hope you have a fantastic rest of the week. Thank you. You too.